I'm the Queen of France. Yeah. How are you? Does France have a queen? Tuesday's coming. Did you bring your coat? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Rejected cartoons. It's a famous sounds awful thing. Sounds totally awful. Okay, it's terrible. Gonna be honest. Yep. Sounds bad. I bet you hate it. I already hate it. Yep. I haven't even seen it. I hate Cause, it. Because there's only funny hats in this house. That's how I... <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute, wait a minute. How many... They just started the show. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how many hats there are. Just <laughs> have a lot of them, okay? Just leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't know that this was like a thing with DCL. I was at, what was it? It was like the, the launch event or pre-release for this. And we were at, sitting there with Michael Rooks. And I roll up. You're sitting there with Michael Rooks looking at cars. I was like, hey, you guys looking at a sweet deck? And you're like, nah. No, we're like laying about. I know. He's like laying out cars. He's got them in piles and shit. I was like, what is this? Someone's seal pull? And he's like, nope. I was like, what are you guys doing? He's like, we're counting hats. I was like, What? He's like, we're seeing how many different kinds of hats there are in Innistrad. I, like, I forget which side of the argument I was on, but the claim was that there was only one kind of hat on Innistrad. And I said, clearly that's wrong. Right. There are definitely more kinds of hats than that. Tri-cornered hats being the most prevalent, correct? Uh, you'd be surprised. There are uh, a lot of bowlers. <laughs> And they're like the werewolves. A lot of the werewolves wear the boulder. Caps. Yeah, and, well, true. and they, they were trying to to trying to sell me on Kerstag High Priest, but that dude has a fucking headdress on, <laughs> and that is a different category. <laughs> That's true. That isn't the shaman category, correct, sir. Correct. Sorry, no high priests allowed. So. That's that's what I do in between rounds of magic events. I mean, it's like this is important. This is very. That was not a PTQ. Sir. Ridiculous. This was no casual. This is no casual affair. This is how you stay sharp. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you keep your toes. What's Some, this card do? It doesn't matter what colors his hat. <laughs> you can't be you can't be getting distracted by flavor text in the middle of a round. You gotta you gotta already know everything on the card. Some, Some so that people when you cube, read it, you're not surprised. Some people cube. Other people. There's Count some hats. sick flavor text in this format, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, I, I literally, I, I never read the, there's flavor text on one of the fairies, um, and I, like, it was in the extended PTQ, I was li I literally, like, was reading the flavor text instead of paying attention to what my opponent was doing, and it almost turned out real bad. It didn't, but it almost did. What exactly happened? Uh, I needed to flashback my mystical teachings to go search through my deck for a Cyan Abuna and play it. Except uh, I instead, like, found a pepper smoke, and I got really excited about seeing it wow. because I realized that it had flavor text. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, this has flavor. And then I almost just picked it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, and also Mystical Teachings for Cyan Abuna. Also, Mystical Teachings for it. Pepper Smoke is the best play ever. <laughs> I mean... Those are spells you can find. That one draws a card and does minus one, minus one down. Yeah, so. but this was countering my opponent's kill, pepper smoke. If you oh, kill was a creature. Get my shroud. Oh, oh, that's important. Yeah, so. I, I mean, like, basically, I, I didn't want him to know I had pepper smokes in my deck, but he played it. And then I saw that it had flavor text on it. And I didn't want to just pick it up and get all fanboy about it. Wow. So then I just knew that I had it in my deck, so I just went and found it in my deck. So I could play it So... <laughs> You gotta keep your game face on, all right. That's, this is your lessons we're learning today. What's that card do? Uh, minus one, minus one. If I control a fairy, draw a card. No, no. What's it do? 
in Lorwyn. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is important. Like, how does it draw you a card? So, what, what's the flavor text on the cover? Show? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping it has something it on about there. giving and fairies cancer or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, something, it's pretty close to that. Yeah. Um, it's basically like, why are fairies in black instead of green? This doesn't make a lot of sense. This is not a it's kind of what it says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it so, says, Argothian pixies. I got you. You never remember that card? Like being trapped in a perpetual sneeze. sneeze yeah. Fairy dust poisoning is both exhilarating and agonizing. See, fact checking ruin, ruins podcasting. That's <laughs> we can't we can't be having this. Hey, you remember that sounds like like some S and M shit though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's both <laughs> exhilarating and, and agonizing. I mean, you get like I'm just saying, like, like spanking. Sex not fun unless someone's bleeding or crying, right? <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> like you're you're still in contention. You're playing the fairies mirror. You can't be like just randomly reading your pepper smokes for the seventh time, trying to figure out whether that's has like sexual connotations or not. You can't you can't be doing that. I'm gonna play this here. Is it agony or exhilaration? You tell me, sir. <laughs> It depends they get, if they have the scion. They get, they get confused. They think you're agony warping them. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yep. It's bad. So, um, what if you just like called cards other things when you cast them? I think you're not That'd allowed be to so do that. So much fun. I think it's like actually cheating. Well, I mean, if they're as well, maybe, maybe what if they're not real magic cards? If you call them stuff, <laughs> I'll play flim babble on you. Yeah, Excuse exactly. Me. Flim babble for four. Duh, for four. <laughs> Got it. Yep. Got to leak that deal. Done. Deal. What an idiot. Flim, <laughs> flim babble counter. No. <laughs> Maybe you should just read read the card next time, buddy. Honestly. <laughs> Whenever flim babble gets countered, gain 45 life. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Don't you feel retarded now? I mean, that's why. That's... Never mind. I just said flim babble 12 times. <laughs> I feel like this is when you when you go and get the alternate language cards just to play them. Like, like I mean, it was like Desperate Ravings because Desperate Ravings is a card now, right? Apparently, Desperate like, Ravings is and, an amazing. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. Like, it's we'll like actually a real later. card. But I mean, it, it's it's not like widely seen, so you go get the the Spanish ones. So right. um, then you can call it flim babble and. <laughs> Funny story. Um, I bought the the Japanese Jace versus Chandra's little release, yeah, dual deck or whatever. I haven't opened it yet. And but I was we like, got it. Yeah, I got it. It's unopened. And um, uh, one of my friends had it. and He was shuffling up and playing with it. He's like, "Here, you want to play with that?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I realized that there's a lot of cards in that deck that I just have no idea what they are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was a good five years of magic that I was not playing. There's, there's and there are many of those cards in this deck. You're like, I'm going to play a morphed wall. And you're like, uh, I need to read what it does. And then you flip it back up and you're like, crap. I don't. <laughs> Whoops. The back made more sense to me. <laughs> the back just says magic. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Exactly. That makes sense. Duh. So it's fucking slashes and oh, boxes. And Bullshit. This I, is I, a written language. I love the little Japanese symbol that just looks like a smiley face. Like, <laughs> There's a Korean symbol oh, that looks that like one. a guy, like a dude flying through the air or something. <laughs> I love that one. That's, That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, this is the best magic podcast. Uh, yeah. Nobody can say different. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, so world. So happened. what happened? World. World's world happened. happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're not going to talk about the politics of worlds. We're just going to talk about the cards. Okay. Thank God. We don't give a shit about organized play. We do, but we're not going to talk about it because everyone else talks about yeah, it. So it's not important. We're going to talk about the shit that nobody wants to talk about. What's important is we're still going to have fun playing Magic, and there is still a way to get on the Pro Tour and. 
and you none just of us have to do it through FNAF. I mean, none of us are <laughs> yeah. going to Worlds anyway. Like, we're not competing. We're not competing on that level. So, I mean, right. like, we can be upset about it, but, I mean, what does it change for me? Really? Nothing. Right. All right. Uh, so, there's... how about the real politics of Worlds, which is get on a team or you're going to fucking lose... Like from the get go, because yep. uh, the well, story here's here the is thing. just teams. Everybody well, has a team deck. The story here yeah. is basically be on Team Fireball, yeah, or you're just gonna lose. Because you could be on a team, but if you're not on Team Fireball, you didn't top eight. Because half of top eight was Team Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's really crazy? None of them had to play each other in round one. Also, what's really crazy? Only of one lost. of them made it to the top four. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I there's know. a reason. There's a reason that they were able to make that happen. I mean. uh because the way I think this is really interesting about Pro Tour specifically, I feel like they should roll this out to every tournament. Is your seeding like if you are the number one ranked player, you will get to play first. There is no die roll in right. the top eights anymore. Correct. And I feel like this didn't get a lot of attention or fanfare. People just kind of accepted it as like, oh, well, this just makes sense. Of course, like you did really good in the tournament, you get the right to choose to play or draw. And that has a that's a giant impact on well, the game. That happened a while ago now, right? Yeah, it's, it it's been a, it's been a couple tours now, but I mean, it, they specifically uh, Conley could have he could have taken a draw with Luis, but instead he decided to scoop uh, so right. that so that Luis would have a higher standing, so that he could also be at the top of, at the top right. of the standings. He also scooped to uh, PV, right? Same uh, and reason to, yeah. to try to get those guys higher in the standings, so that. Because it's it really well, I think does PV make that big a scoop difference. needed to scoop to even make it to the top eight, right? Uh, not at that point. It was it was a little. It was earlier in the early. day. He okay. was he hadn't locked it yet, but um, it, it, that, like that's a really big deal, especially for them playing the team fireball deck, which is this tempered steel, which pretty much Ugh. just needs to be on the play. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Let, let's be honest. Did anyone see tempered steel coming? For this tournament, uh, no, uh, no one except for Josh Underlayton apparently, because uh, according to the coverage, basically, uh, no, uh, from from straight from Conley's mouth, uh, he said something about uh, everyone was kind of like, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to play, what I'm going to play, and then uh, Raptor walked up to the group and was like, I don't know what you guys are going to play, but I'm going to play Tempered Steel. And I'm just going to play Tempered Steel all day. With Origin Spellbomb. It's just that, well, Origin I mean, Spellbomb was part of the testing, right? I, yeah, like, so, I, I, they, basically, the whole philosophy that they had, of, like, if you watch all their interviews, you'll hear all this, but the important piece is that they all got, they all got there, and they all actually played the same deck, and the big thing about Conley, who's the big story of the of the tournament, is he said, I'm going to be a lot more disciplined this time, I'm not just going to go play my own brew. And right, which is all you, important and for him. Like he's, you know, taking. He's like a, it's a big stepping. For yeah, stuff, he's for a beautiful sure. little butterfly, and he just emerged and had a great weekend. He, <laughs> um, Connolly Woods is the cutest baby Magic player ever. He has a big baby face. I would I would highly recommend people go read his article about uh, his year in retrospective, where he he basically says, I play my own stuff sometimes, and I play other stuff, or I play like the team deck or the best deck. Other times, and I generally just do better when I play the best deck because I'm a really good player. Right. He's learning the lesson of, you know, if you're this good, you should be like the people that are really good are that good because they play the best decks. Like you well, don't see them. I'm not like, gonna say it's joking because. around with other stuff. And I mean, like, there's a time and a place to break formats, and he's not gonna stop trying to do that. Right. But world is not usually the time to do that. I mean, no. I mean, you can do it at GPS. You can do it at, at you know states 
Like there are there Star are tu- City yeah events. like there are tournaments that yeah. you can go and do that at. But when even even Star City events don't get broken all that often. They're usually just tweaks on the best deck from the last tournament. I mean, when when first place in the event is like forty thousand dollars, there there aren't tournaments that are that big. Right. So, you know, like that, that's important. So you know, grats on them. Uh, also, I think it's really interesting they made the gentleman's agreement from just everybody of no random like stupid sideboard cards to just hate out each other. our our own deck. Like just don't don't play the relic orders in your board, guys. And no. then nobody did, right? Like I, I feel like that's a really solid move on everybody's part. Very cool. I also, think. Craig Wesco had main deck relic orders, which was pretty which funny. He's not he's not on the team, but I feel like and you guys have pointed this out to me, but I like I was like, man, he must have just had the inside line or seen them playing or something to where you know like you don't just put that card in your deck. Like you you wouldn't just be like, oh, well, Leona relic order. Obviously, it's the best card for this format. Because Tempered Steel was on no one's record. Like, it wasn't doing well anywhere before this tournament. Right. Well, it was. It always just randomly popped up in weird places, like top eights of random Star City events and stuff like that. And, like, everyone's just like, oh, Tempered Steel just gets blown out too hard by Ancient Grudge. Well, everyone was and afraid so, to play it because of that, yes. Right. Okay. So everyone knew that people were packing Ancient Grudge for it. Right. But it's just like, I mean, Tempered like. The people who are playing Ancient Grudge, they're playing like two, you know, a couple in their side. Right, right. It's like, cool. If you've got it, cool. If not, you're right. just going to die on turn at, at this point, <laughs> nobody has the four pack. Right. You know? <laughs> at this point, it had kind of fallen off the radar. Yeah, it was really, but, really gone. I mean, and so I think I think they picked the right week to play it. Obvi- like, I mean, they obviously did. They did real well. They put multiple people in the top eight and everything. Right. But the big thing to take away here is that that deck's going to be bad again. Probably. I mean, they really did pick the one week it's going to be good. I don't think you play that deck anymore. The most the most important part of what you noticed about Craig Wesco's list, the Relic Orders, is that they hit it hits artifacts and enchantments. And I, I, I just wanted to mention really quickly that I feel like even though Worlds is kind of set, or at least the first day of Worlds standard, has it's kind of set in a predetermined format because of the Star City events. Uh, like, everyone knows what's going to happen. It's actually a lot more open than you'd think because a lot of the pros are bringing their minds to the game instead of just Jerry T. You know, it's basically just Jerry T at the freaking Star City Opens. I mean, like, like who, who else is bringing new innovative stuff? We Everyone got surprised when, when Wolf Run happened and then it took over the format. And great for them or whatever, but... Well, we've seen the format evolving constantly, which is a sign of a healthy format for once. I mean, I feel like... For a long time, like our podcast has been standard focused for so long, and we've been trudging through all of the ridiculous metagame decks that try to beat the best decks. Because standard's been in a bad place for at, at various times, where it's like, oh, a new set just got released. Everybody try to break the format real quick, and then they actually do, and you're <laughs> like, oh crap, the format boiled down to one best deck. That seems bad, yeah. guys. And so I, I I really appreciate the fact that this format actually is. Healthy. expansive yeah you can you can bring a deck that's the best for one week and you see that on on the ptq circuit a lot where you especially if you're going to if you're going to maryland or you're going to north carolina for us uh you bring different decks you bring right. different sideboard cards at least oh yeah where you know like there are specific decks like tendencies that people have and i mean every deck's going to show up at a tournament but if 50 percent of the room is going to be uh, a zoo deck versus going to north carolina where Fifty percent of the room is going to be a zoo deck, and twenty five percent of the room is going to be some kind of mono red aggro deck. That changes the way that you play your deck. That right. changes the way you build. Right. So, um, I like the fact that this format's actually going there. 
Uh, like you don't see that in standard too often. You Not generally right. see it in the formats that have bigger card pools. So it's been um, a long time since it's been this open because even before Cobbley, there was like, you was, know, there was Jund. there was Jund, there was Fairies yeah. before that. Like, there's always like just like a best deck. And right now, I think I'd be hard pressed to pick a best deck. For a while there, I thought it was. I, I really thought Kessig was just so explosive and so Valakut like that it was just the best deck. And part of me still thinks that, you know, especially I mean, seeing, you know, good Japanese players play it. I was going to say, um, talk about <laughs> talk about explosive. But, um, I mean, like, it just has, it's just one of those things. Like, it just abuses Primeval Titan so well. It's right. just like, cool, well, guess what? Here's this threat that brings with him these threats. We found the best way to use Primeval Titan. Right. And I, I even like that within the Kessig Wolfron deck, you've seen multiple versions of the Kessig Wolfron deck. We yeah. saw Wolfron White, uh, which right. is just the white green deck splashing one mountain. One mountain. Yeah. And then you see the mono green decks that are splashing one mountain. Right. And then you see the versions that Dunger of Elder that, that was won really this cool. tournament, which was more Valakut like that played the four Inferno Titans as well. See when you when you say so... you say when you when you say you see, I think I think it's we haven't seen this yet. This is something that is No no we've seen we have seen this. We saw it last season before rotation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. No, no. Like it's literally like there it's was just Valakut. There was a Titan deck that was at one of the Grand Prix, and it, it had uh, the only difference that I saw was it played with Garrick's in that deck because we don't have Garrick now, right. like Garrick Wildspeak. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But it was like it was like uh, birds. It was playing spheres, rampant growth, Psalm Simaracums, and like ten six drops, and it was Jund colors. So it was playing like Inferno Titan and uh, Warm Coil and uh, Grave Titan. I'll say I just yeah. I, I'm really happy to see that that there are even variations on a deck within a deck, and that you can do different like very very different things using the same core interaction. I feel like that's a lot more healthy than everybody's playing the red green version, the heavy red green right. version, and then there's like three different card choices for a board. Well, right? I really like that's just not very interesting. Innistrad. Like, it's so weird because, like, we've been playing a lot of limited Innistrad lately. Like, we've been playing a lot of PTQ sealed, drafting on Friday nights, you know, stuff like that. Like, the other night, we just drafted for fun. Like, we were just like, you know, like, John Davis called me up and he was like, hey, me and Kyle Rose are going to draft. I was like, fuck yes. I want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we, we got a lot of product from the PTQ. Topic, exactly. So, yeah, so, instead of being degenerate and just opening all that stuff, we actually get together and, and get some get some quality, you know, playtime out of it. Right. I mean, whether that's actually playtesting or not, I, we're kind of out of PTQs for the season. Yeah, we are. It's kind are. of disappointing. Well, we're that, around here. There's probably like one or two more. Right? Yeah, but like for, for the format to be, you know, another month or month and a half, right. for us to be out of PTQs in the area, that's a little disappointing. I think there's one in Philly probably. that I might try to go to. Oh, man, I would love to go to Philly. I mean... Just if I could just eat at Reading yeah, Corner. Everybody just saying. I want to go get crepes and cheese yeah, steaks. I'm saying. I just want to go there. Like, I mean, there really fuck, is fuck not. The there, there's really not a better feeling than <laughs> than being like, oh, I finished my round in 20 minutes. I'm gonna go find a food cart and get a cheesesteak. Oh <laughs> yeah, and, and be back in time to you know play your next round. That's, yeah. that's, oh, that's you know that's what I don't so get good. enough of in Richmond? Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Mmm. Get some cheese whiz on that cheesesteak, oh, motherfucker. So I don't, yeah, I, I mean, this is not a food podcast. They, I can't. I can't they talk give me the it. most ridiculous looks when I'm when they're like, "You want mayo? No. You want cheese whiz? No. Can I just get like double cheese?" They give me the weirdest looks. They're like, <laughs> like, man, yeah. Where you are, are from? They're like, you are not from. You are not from Philly. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I was getting at, like, um, what I like, we've been playing a lot of limited lately, and like, it's really cool to see some of the cards that people are like. Are taking from their limited experiences and like 
supplanting them into standard. It, ta- just, it takes a while of playing the format to to see that happen. Well, but. right, like like you know, uh, we I mean, Chapin, like basically like I, like like I said last week, I drafted like a red green werewolf deck, and I drafted two desperate ravings. I was like, this card's so good that I'm right. going to play an island. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like and that was a really cool draft deck that you did too, by the way. I mean, I thought it was nuts. Yeah. And Chapin, you know, like I mean, various players have been talking about, it, but Chapin actually. You know, put his money where his mouth is, and actually went to Worlds playing four Desperate Ravings. In Chris, the yeah. do you have the list over there? Can you, I do. Can you like tell me some of the things, just like the highlights of it? Because I mean, the big forerunner is Olivia Voldaren, right? Right. That three was the most them. interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> one of Devil's Play, uh, three Olivia Voldaren, uh, two Precursor Golem, uh, and I think that's probably it. So is this like a no, black, no, no, no. Is it black, what, red? Other, other what, than what colors? colors? It's Grixis. 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 Yeah. The biggest thing about this deck is. Is that it draws cards so well? It really does. It's got four desperate ravings and four uh, forbidden alchemies. Yep. So it's just like I just find what I need. So yep. I guess the question is, and uh, the answer I already know what you're going to say, but the question is, is desperate ravings actually better than think twice? It's better than think twice. Chapin yeah. says it's better than think twice. I think it's just. I think you should. It, it should actually just be t- said that it's better than uh, divination in this deck. No. Okay. Like. Think Twice is actually just like the equivalent of Divination um, in the sense that it's draw two cards. Um, Desperate Lavings is better in this type of deck because it's net you two cards, but it's literally dig four. But yeah. the real important so, part is that it's instant speed. Right. So is Think Twice, sir. <laughs> That's why I was saying it's better than Divination. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, like, apparently it was good enough that he. You know, like they well, his, they went into Grixis colors for it, and they picked up Olivia on the way. Right. Um, he was saying uh, basically, like the biggest thing that you have to discipline yourself with is you don't play Desperate Ravings, cause like uh, if you got a decent hand, that was the worst conversation ever. He what he said was if if you have a bunch of this, then you Desperate Ravings. If you have a bunch of this, then you Desperate Ravings. But if you have the right mix, then you don't, don't Desperate, desperate ravings. ravings. Right. But 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 the, I mean, like that's just that's just common sense. But the real thing is, uh. It, Okay, so he's got a, a list of cards that he really wanted to play in this format. Right. He said Olivia Voldaren, Day of Judgment, Desperate Ravings, and what was the fourth card? Does anyone remember? Nope. No? Okay, well, he never. Uh, he tried to play a four-color monstrosity with Day of Judgments as well, <laughs> and they ended up having to downgrade, quote-unquote, with, with Slagstorm. They still got to do everything they wanted to do, though. Uh, Slagstorm's the reason why the Wolf Run... Union Ignaga's deck won worlds. Right. I mean, if, like, if you watch the games, especially the game ones, he's just like, mm, got the Slagstorm. And yep. they're like, cool. I got an Edged Oracle to follow it up. Yep. Check me out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's Check out my Edge Champion. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that's why Chapin's been doing this. Like, he literally had a list of cards he wanted to play, and he jammed them all in a deck. And he was like, here's all, all some really good card draw spells as well. And I, I just like that. It, I think... That's a that's a classic way to approach formats, and I mean, every every format has had this five color control. Um, what's that vintage deck? It was called Steel City Vault, right? And that's just a list of all the just all the best. It's just a list of all the restricted cards. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like it's just a classic way to approach but, deck I mean, building I, in a format. It's just all the best cards. You, to, I'm not a deck builder, but it sounds like what he did was he made a list of all the best cards and then tried to play as many of them as he right. could. And then if if it ended up not working, you find replacements right. along the way and if, see if it still works. 
Um, uh, how does let's play a quick game. I I'll throw out some Patrick Chapin quotes from his deck tech, and you tell me how dumb I sound. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Olivia Voldaren is the best Titan. Okay, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> it's like okay, that's 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 like that's dumb. That's pretty, just that's just dumb. Just, just dumb. Okay, that's, well, set, that's setting the bar on. dumb. Basically, the reason for his for that statement is a you drop it on turn six when you can protect it with backup, either to make her bigger to outdo the removal or combat, or you have mana leak backup to protect it. So it's a six drop, and you untap, play a land, shoot their titan, steal their titan. So that's right. That I was mean, his line of thinking. It was like, it's the best Titan because it beats all their Titans and it's a six drop. And sometimes they don't have incinerate. So right. it's pretty good okay. that way too. Let, let's do, let, <laughs> nobody uh, has well, ever incinerate. Speaking of, let's, let's do another Patrick Chapin quote. You can, I, I'm pretty sure this one isn't as bad, but uh, Olivia Boldarn is the new Baneslayer. I mean, Baneslayer was the best card in its time. Like, Olivia Boldarn is not going to be a $50 card. So. Right. <laughs> not at all. It's I also mean, not a mythic, but I mean that that, it that is, is a myth. actually absolutely a mythic. It's a mythic. It yes, would break. I'm your target. It would break limited if it was so not a mythic. Dumb. Also, I'm looking at it right now. It's definitely so, a mythic. I apologize. Yeah, but definitely um, not a fifty dollar card. It's it's Inferno Titan two, three, and four. <laughs> all right, that's 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 set a new world record. <laughs> that, that wasn't an dumb. exact quote. I can't remember. But yeah, I uh, mean, but. It was wow. something like wow, it is just even. another Inferno Titan, etc. But I mean, it's a, like he basically just was jerking off Olivia Voldaren for the entire whatever. Deck. He's a Hall of Famer. He it was pretty fun. He, he really can. <laughs> at this point, this Although, deck was a sick brew. Eric, we we played at an IQ this weekend. Eric Brown took it, top aided with it. Um, I played against him and somehow stole a game from his ass. Like it just draws cards so well. Liliana's so good in that deck. Like. <clears throat> Everything in that deck is just value, and it's, like, just really good. Like, I just, I mean, I want to stop brewing and just play that deck because it looked, like, a lot of fun. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, my Wait, real... Chris, everybody, it's it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Casby uh, just said he wanted to stop uh, brewing Kazby and play a Chapin brew. Casby just said he wanted to stop... 11-23-11. <laughs> I'm going to stop brewing and play a Chapin list. Oh, Tell you what, if Kibler says that this deck is okay to play, then I'll do it. Oh, right. boy. <laughs> Deal. All right. Um. So... But uh, yeah, let's Worlds... talk about the rest of this tournament. Yeah, what has happened? They okay, have, so... they have list this little format here. <laughs> so DCL's heart. That's uh, kind of the apple of my eye. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I, I've I like this format a lot, and I feel like this format is finally getting its in a straw draft. Yeah. I took it right out of your mouth. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Chris Burroughs said I had a bad draft today. God, it made me so mad. <laughs> we can talk about Innistrad draft for a second. I just want to. I just want to throw this out there. I like uh, how yesterday you had a sick black red aggro deck, and you're like, I'm gonna take this cage breakers. So I was like, what? right. Yeah, what? I, I took a cast of cage breakers for my <laughs> black red. How'd you do in that draft, sir? Okay, no, no. Can I can I recount the uh, the picks that I thought just just no, drove me insane? I'm not, okay, well, or... I'm gonna tell. I'm no. No, the answer is I'm no. I'm going to do this. Okay. Like, I'm going to talk about I, my draft. I paid the ticks. I get to tell how bad I did. <laughs> he did okay. I took a Midnight Haunting first, and then I took a That's Gallows fine. Warden, and then That's I took fine. a Battleground Geist. Over, over pick. Tell me what the picks two and three were over. I don't remember. I took the best cards in the they pack. They were both so. over travel preparations. <laughs> travel? So what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You first picked a... Midnight Haunting. And then past turn two and three... 
travel preparations? Yeah, but I took air Those elementals. Those cards also work with midnight hunting. They're not, <laughs> they're I, not air elementals at all. They're five mana three threes. I took air elementals. Those were not air about. elementals at all. So That's good. the thing. Oh, this was, is why I'm mad. I was forced spirits. This is why I'm mad. You know how you make those air elementals? Travel preparations. Oh. No. You put, them, you put them into play at the same time. <laughs> no, then one's a 4-3 and one's a 3-4. Right. Yep. I mean, yeah. Close What's enough. Your point? What's your point? <laughs> I mean, like. So it's actually just like an air elemental and a phantom monster. I was just shouting. All right. I was Look, screaming. I'm real bad at Innistrad draft, okay? I don't I, think you're that bad. I think uh, you just tried to force something ridiculous. I, I mean, the last few drafts to, that I've done, I have I've, to learn by by doing. I well, can't like just. That was I can't, the thing. Like, if anyone knows me, you should know by now. You can't just tell me what to do. If you tell me to do something, I will turn around and do the exact opposite thing. Not only and that, you know this you'll is true. Also, get all emo and storm off. So <laughs> I will. I will get. No, first I'll get real quiet for a little while <laughs> and not say anything and get kind of glassy eyed yep. because the rage is building up inside of me. Yep, that is true. Spine out my rage, still just running again. Oh man, my haunted microwave is acting up. Hang on a second. Ooh, the haunted microwave. <laughs> Excuse you hear, me. You hear this, right? Yeah. This is proof. Attention. Pay attention to me. Pussy six six six. Oh, I got seven of you. It's a fucking haunted oh, microwave. It is just hitting six over and over again. <laughs> I have a fucking haunted microwave. All right. That's the worst. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Wake up and all that I can sit here talking to you in other languages. Like, it's really scary. Like, I. I <laughs> what are you doing in there? Uh, the microwave's talking Aramaic to me. <laughs> What's going on? I told you not to put the Necronomicon in there and set it to 666. The like, darkness commands you. I wanted to see what would happen if I microwaved the Necronomicon. <laughs> I dropped it in the toilet while I was taking a shit and reading it. I needed to dry it off. Sorry, devil. I guess that pissed you off, my bee. This is what happens if you put the Necronomicon in the microwave and set it to 666 and run it. <laughs> Uh, we bought it at the thrift store. That might have actually happened. I really, I really don't know. I don't know. This is what happened. Could maybe. Who knows? Uh, no, I really want to talk about modern. I really do. Okay, talk okay, about okay. modern. Um, Tell me all about modern. it. Yeah, we talked enough about draft last week. Let's talk about modern. Uh, modern. Modern. Um, I am not an expert at this format. If you guys listen regularly, you'll know that I love it, though. Um, it's a brewer's paradise. I, well, it really is. Right now, it really, really is. And I feel like the format will break again. In that it's still in this fluctuating spot. Well, hold but, on a sec. Hold on a sec. Why is this a Brewer's Paradise? Like, more so than Legacy. Why is this format better than Legacy for Brewers? Because this format is in a very interesting spot where it's got... It's kind of got the best of every extent... Like, so Extended was a, a format for a long time, and it fluctuated between, like, 7 and 10 blocks. <laughs> for a long right? time. Not anymore, for no, a long time. <laughs> I mean, but it, but it fluctuated between, like, 7 and 10 blocks. So there is, right. like, there's groundwork laid for the format, but the, then there was time where it wasn't explored at all. Because, like, like, we're putting together multiple different Extended formats to make its own format. So, like, there is some groundwork, and we're still trying to figure out which of these decks is actually the best. Right? Okay, right. so like basically... It's, it's, it's the same way that you were saying uh, this format has... The, pe the people are gradually finding the cards from Innistrad that they really like and then putting them in their standard decks. That's kind of what happens here, where 
they have a really good deck from a while ago. And they put Innistrad cards in. And then they, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I, and that's what happened this week where uh, we used to see the, the, the blue-red Storm deck happen for a long time. But that has, you know, been taken various bannings and gone through different iterations. And people found Past in Flames. Past in Flames was real good in Legacy. And it just so happens that there's enough rituals in this <laughs> format, too, that it's still just as so good. So what did we lose? We lost rights. That's we about it, right? We lost Rite of Flame. But basically... Like, it, but we replaced it with Pyretic Ritual from M10? Yeah, so... Or the, M11, even. The way, that this, the way that this deck has ended up developing, it looks a lot more like Empty, empty the Warrens. It's not, it's not using Pyromancer's uh, Swath anymore. It's, and I think it might still be able to do that. Um, I haven't looked at the deck really closely, but... It definitely is Four able. Shots. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. able to grape shot you out or empty the warrant you out, and it's the classic non-interactive combo deck that you know it, it. It's a little confounding to me because if Wizards doesn't want combo to exist, why do they keep printing cards like this? Right. I mean, you know that that card isn't going to be used in a fair way. I mean, well, it's weird because <laughs> I don't know if they did. Oh, they actually know. like I mean, you can you can uh, pyric ritual and past in flames in standard right now. Right. right? Isn't that... No, it, Pyrotic Ritual is MM11. Did that one rotate? Yeah. Okay, so we don't have the yeah. Ritual anymore. But, uh, that's, that's too bad. Another card... I, I feel well, like that would be interesting. Speaking of cards that they're banning in Legacy, or in uh, in Modern, um, a card that... I, we don't like to talk about spoilers too much, but this one's like a legit one because it's coming with a comic book. This card seems like it fits very well into that. It's called Faithless Looting. Yeah, yeah. The one that's the uh, one red sorcery, draw two, discard two cards. Right. That seems to be... Like, it would fit very well in that deck. It fits really in well a whole in, bunch of decks. In, in just blue-red decks that are trying to combo out and, right. and do whatever. Um, like, why it, would they make another card that they're just going to ban in modern? It also know? has implications <laughs> for just burn decks in general. Right. I mean, you understand that Fiery Temper got reprinted in Time Spiral. So, I mean, that seems like the kind of card that you can just play Fiery Temper off of. Blech. Which doesn't sound that good, but it is something you can do. I mean, yeah, um, I mean, hopefully. I mean, I mean, in my, I in my mind, I madness. hope someone brings yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a madness enabler, too. So, I mean, there's all kinds of just cool stuff you can end up doing. With, That's the root wall. Like that. Here we come. Um, <laughs> you think they're going to bring back madness in, in the next, or in Dark Ascension? It kind of uh, feels like, not, I mean, so. it feels like it's a mechanic uh, that might fit. It's kind of a mechanic that takes its own block. Anyway, not the point. Modern is a format that is a brewer's paradise. And right. it's a brewer's paradise because it, it is so open. You can put so many cards in. Well, it's weird because they also restrict you. So it's like, in Legacy, they give you very few restrictions. And they, they try to... Yeah, like, unless it's absolutely broken, then they're going to let you play with the card. Right. And right. so, uh, this format is different, and I'm... I think I have my head where Wizards is now, which is... Like, Bitter Blossom isn't banned on power level. We know that Bitter Blossom can be contained... The format is so big, if you can't figure out how to beat the fairies deck, you're not trying. Right. But they don't want that deck to exist at all. It's not banned on power level, it's banned on fun level. Right. They like they this is a format they've shown they're just willing to ban cards because they're not fun to play against. And yeah, you could beat a like every, every deck could start playing sable stags and fallouts, but they don't want all the decks to do that. Right. And there are various cards on the on the banned list that are just the same way. Like yeah, you can you can always beat a card if if you if the format gets warped enough, like you we just can, always we can have answers. It. Yeah, and like we've seen Legacy do that before um, with uh, what was it High Tide? Like, isn't yeah. High Tide still a deck? But like it got really really good for a little bit, and then Mental Mist. Yeah, and then people found out how to beat it, and then they're like, oh, let's do this other thing. And well, so I, High Tide is back in the format because so, Mental Mist steps out. <laughs> right, right, Not and so yeah. I mean, I think that these 
as we see these formats grow and develop like over a longer period of time, there will always be decks that are very, very good. And some di- some weeks they'll be the best deck, and some weeks they won't be the best deck because you happen to have the hate cards for them. I think that well, we're, I think still, we're still trying to figure out where Modern is there, but I really like this format, especially right now for this for this tournament, because they made a bunch of bands. They added like seven or eight cards after the last Pro Tour and said, all right, we're bringing it back at Worlds again, and nobody's played it really since then. It's been played a little bit, but... Uh, we're gonna try it again. Hopefully, we don't break the format again. And I don't think. Well, I think it's really the, the cool. Combo, it's like, the combo decks weren't as prevalent this time. Well, it's really cool because like it feels like they're like they cut out like it's almost a better format for brewing than Legacy. Like you have less cards and it's more restrictive in its card pool, but it almost makes it more. It opens cards too, right? Yeah. Because like some cards, I mean, like you can just play some weird dirtily strategies. Yeah. You're and some allowed things. to play a less power. Like you're right. allowed to play a card like Death Cloud. You couldn't play Death Cloud in Legacy. Right. Oh, I mean, you could. How cool would that be? You feel mean, awkward. You'd, like, <laughs> people would laugh at you, right? And yeah. So more so than they do now. You can, I mean, <laughs> but you could get away with playing some kind of Life from the Loam Worm Harvest Death Cloud strategy in this format because, you know. Like there's no force of will. You're there. not going to get forced <laughs> at exactly. worlds. There actually was a death cloud deck. Yeah, and so. I mean there was one at the last format too. And it's like I, I appreciate the fact that you can do that. So uh, I will say that so, I've, been, I've been playing the counter cat deck. Um, I happen to have all the cards on Moto, so I just was doing it. Except and, for tell us your your swap. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have two swaps from their list because I don't own the cards yet. Um, they played us one of Snapcaster Mage. Uh, so I'm playing an Eternal Witness. That's that's like the same thing, right? It's like <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the same thing, except it's not at all the same thing. It's not, not instant. You can't yeah. basically if you just turn all your instants into sorceries, then it's the same. But like you can get a creature, so it's like that's better. true. Uh, it's, you can get back your your dead knight. It's okay. Uh, the other thing I'm doing, like, they were playing a Kessig Wolf Run in their in their four colors. I really like that strategy. card. I was trying and, to I was trying to sell you on it. No, like I get it. I I really can't knock the card for for it. It did really well. Yeah, like for being good or bad yet, I happen to not own it, so I'm playing a Tectonic Edge. And I was kind of surprised they didn't have access to a Tectonic Edge, especially because they have Knight of the Reliquary. Just because uh, Punishing Fire and Grove of the Burn Willows as a combo really does put a hurt on you. And I've been I've been in situations where, you know, they just start grinding out all your guys and it becomes this engine where, oh crap, I don't have any guys left and i'm just gonna get attritioned out and but die. isn't that why you have knight of the reliquary and you know i don't know wild nacodle i mean wild nacodle's obviously no it, punishing it, fire will kill all those things the decks that play punishing fire are not just straight red green decks they're normally like gifts and given decks or jun decks or decks that have other ways to card advantage you gotcha. out too so just having a recursive burn spell that sometimes they pointed at your guy three times in a turn sometimes they just thought seize you and get your other threat too and then you're sitting there and you're like, wow, I don't have any creatures left. This is real bad. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm kind of surprised that that hasn't been axed out of the format because it doesn't seem very fun. But it is. A, that sounds it, super fun. But it's like a viable control strategy that <laughs> it's not broken. It's just kind of hard to beat. So it also kind of takes a little while to get going, too. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that, it, like, that it's would pretty be slow. Wild. So, like, sometimes you still just win through it by just attacking them more because it is pretty slow and they are giving you a lot of life. So anyway, like that's a brief glance at modern. I don't want to get into it too far. I, I, I can shut up about it, <laughs> but I don't I, think you can, but it's okay. I mean, no, I'm, I'm willing to. So I, I mean, so wait a minute. Verdict. Can I play a mana plasm in this format? 
Sure. <laughs> Should I play a mana plasma this morning? Probably not. Okay. Okay, damn. Uh, Even way, with 12 Cascade spells. By the way, I was thinking about this. Uh, with Leonic Relic Order, right? That card that card can get artifacts or enchantments, right? Correct, sir. Yeah. So what happens if... Chris Cassidy was trying to sell us on Bonds of Faith earlier... Yeah. Like an Oromancer thing. Yeah. So what happens? So what happens? Like, I just want to, I just want to confuse the hell out of a judge one day, Let's or just, it. just like random passerbys, where you have your Leona Relic Order and you have a Bonds of Faith under it, and then you attack with it, and then Observer goes, "You can't do that. It's past." I'm like, "No, it's under it. It's See, under it's, it. It's just, it's under. It. It's oh. not on it. It's under. You gotta it. flip it over. No, this is oh. over." <laughs> Oh man! I'll make that deck. I just, I just, just wanna, for that. I just want to see that. I just want that specific thing to happen. I just, <laughs> I just choked. Is oh, that a relic order with plus two plus two attacking? Yep. Done. Uh, nope. It's a cat. It's a cat. No. No. It's a cat. I accidentally human. enchanted my cat with a thing. <laughs> oh no! That's the bet. Oh, no, man. actually, my relic order got it out of my hand. Shh. What happens? If, okay, like, all right. I want to tide hose going. Chris Casby, tonight we're going to play the mirror. I also want to play Fiend Hunters in this deck. <laughs> and then we're going to have Oromancers. This is going to be, oh man, this is going to be so much fun. Sounds unfun. Oh, we can, we can play Hexproof, guys. What? So that uh, you can get. That was the whole point. Play Invisible Stalker. I just wanted, the only enchantments I wanted to play was Bonds of Faith and Curiosity. You remember the really janky, inter- the, there's a really janky interaction, which involves like, if an enchantment comes into play from out of play like it just like comes directly into play it can go on things with shroud because what? because of the way enchantments work it was it was so um, it was the really way popular it with was, sovereigns of alara no it was um because it's something about changing zones no when when a shroud creature attacked and was triggered from sovereign of lost alara it, it says target. it wasn't a targeted ability yeah. right but so you, you can do it with volition reigns though too what? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean that if maybe with Zer, if, the I mean that if a volition reigns goes underneath of a Leona relic order and the relic order dies, the volition reigns comes back into play, and the person that controls it is able to put it on anything because it doesn't target. It's just being put into play. Oh, because it's not a spell or ability, right? So it's actually just able to go on anything. That's some old fucking rules shit. I don't even know if that's a little legit. It's it's legit. It's just janky. <laughs> so wow. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if I have a Volition Reigns in play, because I play Volition Reigns. Yep, mm-hmm. you should I do. do. And I've got a Venser in play, because can, I play yep. Venser. You can do so it. So I can blink out a Volition Reigns and take their Geist of St. Trapped? Yes. <gasps> whoa, 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 blink it? Yeah. Yes. Blink. It go, it go, you blink with Venser's ability, and then it comes back in your end step. Yep. This works. Wow. You can also what? do it, you can also do it with Glimmer Point Stag. What? What? Yes. No, real. Glimmer Point Stag you it's can't unreal. do because that is an ability. It's a triggered ability. His coming to play exile something is right. a triggered ability. Sure. So you can't target his You can target your volition reigns. Oh, okay. I was saying you I thought you were saying you could use No, you just I you mean, could use the same way. Yeah. You could use Glimmer Point instead of Volition Reigns to get his Geist, which you can't. Isn't magic fun? No, <laughs> it, it's, it gives me headaches. Where you just blow people out. I can't. In, I can't put rules. damage on the stack anymore. Like, oh, you're right. Magic isn't fun anymore. Not fun. Fuck magic. Fuck God. magic. Ah. What else is? What else is on that list? We got anything else to talk about? Uh, the top eight. Um, we we did the not actually eight? touch. Oh, how on... Fireball crushed. Fireball did crush. Yes. 
Okay. Um, we did, we also, I thought, it, I thought it was pretty cool that I don't know, they man. were all in different I slots. I'm going to say they didn't crush. There were like 21 people on that team. Only four of them top aided. That's like, that's, like, <laughs> like, that's like 10%. Also, a couple of them did not play that deck. That's true. Uh, Tom, Ma, Tom Ma played green-white tokens. Tom, I don't know if Tom Ma was really part of the team this time because he helped Chapin work on his deck. Well, then he should have played that deck as Chapin. Wait, is this Tom Ma <laughs> or Thomas Martell? Tom Martell. Okay. Tom Ma is a different guy. Sorry, you're right. Tom Ma is a different guy. <laughs> Thomas Martell is not on their team at all. all right. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, Tom Martell is a uh, honorary member of their team. I, I guess. guess. Um, but uh, he did move to LSV's area <laughs> last year. Look, who cares? <laughs> the fact is, they put four dudes in the top eight. That's and true. that's super impressive. Yeah. Um, because I mean, this is a multi-format tournament, and I, it just shows that you know. These guys are really good at the game. I like well, Connolly really shown. Like the reason that Connolly was such a big deal is because he went six zero in standard and then six zero in draft. Yeah, like pretty that's strong. pretty intense. Pretty like, effing strong. There's one he, thing to be like, yeah, I brought a good deck to the standard portion, so I got there. Cool, you six zero standard. He probably six zero have <laughs> matched. He probably could have matched LSV's record, except that he played two of his teammates in the late rounds back to back, and he scooped them. Right. Like, he could have, like, he, he literally lost zero matches that he did not, that he that he played, like, right. actually played out. So, that's really impressive. I think that if he hadn't had to play his own teammates, he probably could have just straight up matched the record. Well, I think it's more impressive because I think, like, not to, like, trivialize what Connolly's done or anything like that, but he's kind of just, like, he's the brew guy. So, yeah. nobody ever expects him to do really well. They expect him to do... Fairly well right. with some kind of weird piece of shit deck, right? Right. Like that's just kind of what they expect from him, and that's and that's kind of what he's like. He's even said in some of the interviews that he's done during Worlds and stuff. He's like, you know, that's kind of what I kind of put myself at. Right. He's he like, like, I'm, like, I'm going to get a cute name for my deck from BDM, one deck tech video, maybe two, and right. then you know, cash out for like two thousand. You're like, cool. Like, I'll, yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, I'll start this tournament like five zero, so they'll have a little interview with me, and they'll say what you know, blah blah blah, this and that about my card choices, right. and then I will promptly go X four. Right. You know, like. It's just kind of like, it was kind of his own thing, and it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where he was just like, I mean, people know me as like the brew master, I need to bring a brew. Right. And like, no man, like... I when, also I also felt like he was actually just falling off his game. I watched him in Nationals draft, and it's just, it was awful. I just watched him draft M12, and I hated most of his picks. He had a double overrun deck, and I mean, for as, as far as over, double overrun goes, I would just mo- likely most... Bleh, I would likely enjoy most of those decks, but his deck sucked. <laughs> it was a bunch of... Like, hey, go ahead. You don't need to draft blue flyers when you're in the overrun deck, sir. <laughs> it, it was like, how many five drops can you jam into yeah, a deck? that's what I was going to say. It's really probably all... It's, you know, you take another three or another four instead of taking the one. Right. You already had double overrun. I mean, I, I think it's showing that he's got the discipline now. It, and it's it's that strong. Was, that was the... He, There's he, a time and place, and he just he found the time. And so place he to so use he it. wrote an article like that went up before World started, I believe, like the day of or something. Yeah. And it's kind of it like was, year in review. It was his year in review, and I I really recommend people read that article because it was it was good. I mean, I recommend that you read anything Colin writes, pretty much, um, because like mm, even no 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 like aside some from of like the stuff on Blackboard is nothing. Well, good. No, I mean, aside from like his <laughs> weird like aside from like his weird black like uh, uh fucking bruise and shit like that. Like, if you actually just, like, read his, like, stuff that... Like, if you browse through one of his articles, you don't see a deck list, read it. Right. Because, like, he actually, like... He goes through, like, a lot of, like, his process and, like, 
like the way he evaluates cards, the way he evaluates metagames, cards, like how they interact with the metagame. Like he has a very good way of deck building, like and going from like a brewer's point of view. And like, thank God, like for him, like he did well at this tournament because he stepped outside of that box yeah. and had like this, his group of friends and his teammates to just be like, well, you know, cool. If you want to play that little weird brew, you can. Or you can come over here and play test with us and actually play these awesome decks and we can teach you actually how to fucking win. Right. You know, right. and like, not that Colleen needs that, but he needs someone to be like, hey, dude, don't play that. Like, he kind of needs a kick in the ass. Right. Like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Bring that stupid little piece of shit deck over here. We're going to play it against the gauntlet. If you win, like, more than half the games, we'll sit here and tweak it. Yeah. Cool. Go. You didn't? All right. Here's some real decks. Let's do it right. I yep. mean, and that's, I, I really like the fact that Channel Fireball was able to get everybody on the same deck. I think that that's that shows a lot of discipline for the team, that that they were all willing to do it. Well, because I think that magic is largely you you see it in other video games, mostly video games, where it's, where there's there's teams of guys and they're they're all together and they're all you know doing the same things. It's all the same game, but in magic, it's it's a customizable game, so everybody wants to do something a little different, right? And so you don't see the teams as often. I mean, we can go back into the annals of history with, uh, you know... Uh, What'd you say? CMU. <laughs> the, the annals, sir. Uh, you don't want to check out my annals? Uh, <laughs> but, like, I mean, there, there's, like, CMU, and then Kai Bude had Phoenix Foundation. Like, there there have been sure. teams. Sure. They sure, have sure. existed. And uh, with this... I played CMU Blue. That deck was awesome. With, the, with this, oh, yeah. like, giant push for, like, a whole bunch of GPs, people are excited. They're like, oh, could we get Team Trios back? That'd be so fun. Because... Team Trios was really one of those formats that people always liked, and then they just took away for no reason. Yeah. And we're like, oh, like, I guess we can not play that anymore, but it was fun. And I, it, it, the, the stories and the camaraderie that always come out of it were so good. Aren't you, they? I mean, you, that's why they're bringing back Grudge Match, right? You, I'm, I was so psyched to play a Grudge Match. You it always was so hear cool. good stories about the... Because people get invested, and you get invested in your teammates, and you perform, like, really tight bonds with them because you're... You know, you're counting on each other at that point. And I think that's something that Magic needs to explore more. Because, I mean, it's really just a solitary game sometimes. You, you should money draft more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you can always, like... Whisper to the mic, D. Burroughs says that we should money draft more. And there's always been, like, the deep underground... Not so deep, uh, right under the surface. <laughs> yeah, of money drafting. The world of where, gambling and magic. Yeah, well, I mean, because like, I guess the deep underground is like, yeah, let's go back to the hotel lobby. But the, right under the surface is when you just see a bunch of dudes like, it, like it, when just, someone like, walks around a table well, and if you hear ever hear someone shout team draft, uh, that's what they really mean is just money draft with me. Right. I mean, uh, and, team draft. Anyone? Uh, yeah, team draft. And like the standard is usually like twenty bucks a head and. Uh, the, the lame ones are all, there's always some guy who's like uh i don't think i want to do money drafts can we just draft for funsies and then you guys can put money on the line or you can cover me right. and that guy sucks i'm sorry <laughs> that guy has no confidence like if you can't put 20 bucks on yourself in a draft like i mean like you're gonna spend that much in side drafts anyway well that's like, the thing nobody ever like i don't it, know like I, when you money you nobody buys products someone's just got a box yeah right and like they're just like the twenty bucks you're putting up is for the competitive nature and also, the scoop. I mean that that happens to me too often, gotcha. where where somebody just doesn't want to put up money, and that that's just lame. Oh. Like I, I don't know why why be why do it at all? Yeah, it sounds like it sucks. I mean, if you want to just go have fun, log on Moto or something. Yeah, do that. Log on Moto and have your three friends sit there and watch you draft and talk about it that way. <laughs> but I mean, 
like give you shit for taking. Yeah, exactly. Tests. I mean, you, 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 <laughs> magic players are just gamblers, and like even if you're not a gambler, like you're not going to the casino, you're still a gambler. Yeah. Like I mean, you're still you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're still addicted to it in a way that is probably unhealthy. So. <laughs> Uh, we talked about Yunya Naga, right? Japan took down Worlds again. It, like they they were trying to make this case in the coverage of like Japan making their reemergence onto the world scene, and Japan won Team Worlds. And I don't know, none of those guys were the superstars. That I guess it was Makahiro Mahara, but I hate that guy. So <laughs> well, Saito's done for a while. Uh, exactly. Like, Saito's oh, done. Oh, Kenji I, didn't go. Uh, Watanabe did fairly well. Um, not nearly as well as no, the no, rest no. of Team Firewall right. did, but he did pretty well. Uh, can I mention, really quickly, that um, in the top eight, Junya Yanaga got a warning for uh, shuffling for too long? Oh, yeah. The, well, the commentator, BDM, was like, he is just at an excruciatingly slow and right. deliberate pace. Oh, is that Rich Hagen? Uh, that sounds like a Rich no, Hagen. No, that's a BDM. Excruciatingly slow. Excruciatingly Like, uh. where, where, because, like, you saw, who, I think he was playing Conley, and Conley, like, sure. like he, it honestly looked like he was getting glassy-eyed. Like, he's just like, holy crap. Oh, uh, you're boring like, the crap out of me. I'm actually just sitting so, here watching so, you shuffle. So he, he got a warning for that, but uh, immediately after winning the whole thing, uh, guess what he planned to do with the trophy? Ironically, he decided he was going to put it in Saito's shop in Japan. <laughs> wow. This is how you cheat in the wind, fucker. <laughs> so that's where the trophy's going to be for the next year. <laughs> Holy crap. That's incredible. It's pretty funny, right? Oh, man. That has to be some kind of like, that has to be like the worst beat. Ever. I know, I know. Wow. <sighs> You're Man, look at this so shit. funny. I mean, because like you're honored to have it in your shop. You're right. Also like, I mean, no, no. Well, oh. he, Saito's really excited about it. Like, He's so excited about having it in his shop. Oh, oh well, because it's it's the reward. It's Obviously. The, it's the culmination of a lifetime of slow play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want to know how you actually say slow play in Japanese. If you if you know that, send it in. I hope it has the kanji with the smiley face. <laughs> the the mountain. That's what mountain looks like. It's smiley face. There you go. So that, that's gotta do it for the cast, right? No. I mean, what else you got? We don't. We, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Oh Thanksgiving, yeah, this is our fuckers. this is our Thanksgiving cast. Fat which... kids getting fat. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We didn't. We didn't. Casby was like, "Oh, we should do a Thanksgiving draft, a Thanksgiving cast." And I was like, "Okay." Well, I had this whole. Idea. I don't know what that means. I had this whole idea <laughs> of like we having like a cool, just like sit down, like not talk about deck lists, like talk about just like kind of heartfelt magic stuff. But then I thought about it, I was like, "Ah, eh, that one's more of a Christmas thing." So we'll do it for Christmas. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. It is. I don't really get the warm fuzzies from magic events. Right. That's we don't. That neither do I. That's the point. We need to talk about the oh, things. Oh, so I'm supposed to make about... up a bunch of... Okay, no, so no, I'll no. start making up stories now. No. Then, <laughs> hopefully. No, we talk about the stuff that actually do give us the warm places <laughs> about magic. True. Because obviously there's some things. Because we've been playing this game for a really long time. It's, we, we, don't, we don't just do it because. Like, right. There's something that actually... like The thing about magic, and like most magic players that have been playing for a long time... There's something about the game that actually just digs a little bit deeper than it just being a game. It's true. Yeah, So true. like, you know... That's what I want to do, but that lady I thought about, I was like, ah, it's more of a Christmas show. 
So there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of bro hugs on that cast. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we'll get some Fuck chest yeah. bumps and some noogies and we yeah. can get some of our buddies on. See if we can get Haas and Creech on. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Sure. Get some drunks. Get some drunks. Me. Get some drunks getting drunk. Get some people that can't hold their liquor on the cast. That would be real fun too. <laughs> oh, sure. As long as they don't drive home afterwards. <laughs> it's fine as long as there's medians to protect oh, them. Hey. <laughs> How many five five indestructibles does it take <laughs> to run your car to into a median? Fucking run your car into a median. <laughs> to get okay. into a one car crash. <laughs> they can't give you a DUI if you're already out of your car and you call the cops yourself. Can't get a DUI. Oh man, the guy's immune. Oh, it's awesome. Oh man. Why didn't they arrest you? Because I shit myself. Yeah. Oh. Oh, all right. They didn't want to put me in the car. <laughs> it's gonna smell too bad. Yep. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Oh, right. Ryan. That's gotta be it. Guys, thanks for listening. This has been uh, the Scrubland number episode. Number episode number 58. Number episode number... Number bu- bu- episode bu- bu- letter 58. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the number of the week is... Um, hey, Chris Burrows, where can they find us? Uh, Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com or Scrubland Podcast on Facebook. Or yeah. where can they find us? Um, right here, all the time. MTGcast.com. On, on the internet. MTGcast.com. You can use the internet to find us. If you found us, you already used the internet to find us. Yeah. Also, if uh, you found us without using the internet, also, let uh, us know how. I'm going to put up a modern list that Detail thinks is awful. Do it. And I want you guys to tell me is awful. Also. Oh, man. It's going to be super fun. It's got manaplasms and wow. Just, I mean, like, wow is all <laughs> you can say about it. Can we play that sweet new... They just spoiled a new a new creature. He's got... He's got uh, He's like a eight drop, and he's got cascade. Then cascade. Whoa! You're shitting me. He's in the plane chase set. It's not a real thing. Yeah, he's in the new champ plane what? chase set. What? It's like an eight drop five color dude. It's like wow. A seven seven or something stupid. It sounds ridiculous. But that's like it's like you know, fucking. That's good, right? It's like fucking uh, Enigma Sphinx, but better. Do you remember Enigma Sphinx? Enigma Sphinx was so good. That's remember when Zach Jesse was playing that in his five-color control deck as his finisher? I cannot talk about <laughs> that. That's a cool guy. We cannot talk about that. How good is Enigma Sphinx in a deck with counter spells? <laughs> so good. You know how many times he hit a Johnny Vengeance that day? So many you times. You can counter your own Enigma. Like, if you cascade into a Mana Leak, you Mana Leak your own guy. Exactly. I mean, that's clear combo. That's, that's double fucking storm count. <laughs> good night, guys. Goodbye.